Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben off the cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. Hey there, Chelsea fans. Just want to do a quick update. We did record this with Gene before the Man City 3-3 draw, so keep that in mind. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit, but Overall, we talk about the season up to this point and leading to the end of the season and what happened. So enjoy this. You're going to love it. On to the pod. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of London Is Blue podcast. This is Brandon, your host. Joining me, as always, are Dan and Nick. Gentlemen, this is going to be a good one, a special one, one that we look forward to whenever we can lock it in, Nick. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, we are we are talking about uh, doing like a mid-season-ish update on the Chelsea women's team. Dan, who have uh, been pretty dominant so far this year. Well, could we say that they are potentially Chelsea's best team at the moment, <laughs> Nick? I think that might be a fair statement. I, I think that's accurate, yes. You're definitely not going to ruffle any feathers. Maybe yeah. on Twitter with that one. But uh, look, you guys and girls out there know that while we pay attention, we are no expert. And we... No, there are others out there that pay more attention than us. So back joining us, as we hoped, was Jean Lalashan. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> and you have been quite busy staying up to speed with the women's football game in Europe, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. That's exciting. Well, what we're going to do today is, you know, we, we're going to do a season kind of review, like, we, like Nick said, a midpoint update the last time we spoke about the women's team was right around the start of the season so since then 
the Chelsea women have been on a great run of form and potentially, you know, are definitely in the title race. So right away, if we jump into the squad, uh, Dan, Emma Hayes was busy in her own transfer window, wasn't she? Splashing the cash. Yeah, and it's it's helpful when you can sign players, and Chelsea women were <laughs> allowed to do just that. I think the most exciting potential signing, at least from a American perspective, and you know Sam Kurgut was playing in the NWASL, uh, NWSL, so that was super cool to see her come from Chicago uh, into Chelsea's first team. How do you think Jean? She's going to impact the run through the rest of the season. I know previously when we talked, we weren't sure if she was going to make the way over the last time we spoke. But now that she's a part of Chelsea, that she's in the club, how excited are you? And how do you think this is going to help us over the line? Well, I think I think she's already um, shown that she she she's going to have a great impact because she already started two games um, so far from since January. Uh, and she played one uh, one game. She came on as a substitute, um, and she scored one goal as well. And um, she scored a goal against Arsenal. I mean, starting um, scoring your <laughs> first goal in a London derby, you know, you get the that feeling straight away, like what it means to play for Chelsea. Um, and obviously, I was very excited when I got the news that she signed. I didn't expect it. Um, I saw the rumors about it, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and yeah, I think everyone got hyped by it. Uh, I think she's not at 100% yet. Uh, I've seen actually that she got an injury and she's been playing with it um, since the her start with Chelsea. Um, that's why she's not playing all the games with the Australian national team right now. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see how she's going to be when she's going to be at the top of, of, of her form. Sorry. And um, I mean, she's a brilliant player. She's the... I think she's the all-time leading uh, top scorer in the NWSL and the Australian Women's League, if I'm correct. So there's no doubt she'll fit in well. And with Bethany England as well, like, what what more can you ask, you know? <laughs> just just a handful of goals in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess that's a, that's a really good um, trans, uh, transfer into the next question, which is, how do you think that she could potentially combine when she's able to get a little bit more regular playing time with a Beth England, with a girl Wrighton, with a, a Jisoo Young? Well, um, I've seen that the the two games that she she started with Chelsea, um, Emma Hayes chose to put her in England up front. So it was, um, I think it was like the first game was like a 4-1 um, through, yeah, three, two or something. Um, so they've always played, uh, you know, next to each other, and it, it worked well because in the in the first game against Reading, um, Sam Kerr provided an assist for England. So, so that was great. And um, I mean, having them two up front, it's just you know, you go and watch a game, and you know they're going to be goals today. So, um, with Rayton as well, to be honest, Rayton is is a fantastic player, and um, and um, I think. She's the top. Is she the? I think she's the the one with the most assists um, yep. in the Chelsea team. So obviously, I think she's gonna give a lot of um, good balls for Sam Kerr, and uh, I think she already did it um, against Arsenal when Sam Kerr scored. I think it was her who gave who passed the ball. So 
should be working well. Well, with Girl, which is great, there's so much creativity up there. And like you said, they, she gives something different. We talked about her at the beginning of the season. How do you think she has played so far? Is she the same player you thought she would be? Has she maybe taken on a different role in the women's side? And do you know what her best position might be? Well, to, to be honest, when she signed for Chelsea, I just... I didn't know much about her. I've, I only saw her play, obviously, uh, after in the in the Women's World Cup with Norway. But I didn't, I haven't, I like, I never watched her play before, so um, I didn't know what to expect from her. I knew she was very a very creative player, and she was um, uh, she had a great like work rate and running. So that's all I knew. And then seeing her play, she started all the games this season for Chelsea, and um, like. She's the the one with the most assist. Like she's a top player, very creative, very nice to watch. Uh, she she usually plays on the left, and I think it's the her best position. Um, especially when she plays, obviously with with Beth and 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 Care. So and I think mentioning her name again, it, it's probably been too long in this podcast already to not mention Chelsea women's standout performer of the season, Beth England. Thirteen goals scored, three assists, averaging a goal every ninety five minutes. And uh, just actually January's uh, player of the month as well uh, for the league. So, I mean, what what else can we say about Beth England right now, Jean, that can't be said other than that she is absolutely Chelsea women's best player at the moment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think she's she's the best player. She's the best number nine in the league. Um, Emma Hayes said it recently. And, uh, you know, there's this little battle sometimes with Medina uh, from Arsenal. And I think she's... She's definitely of her level, if not better, you know. Um, she's she's got 13 goals this season and she can she's gonna score many more. And I hope she's gonna be the first choice um Phil Neville squad with the Lionesses. Um she deserves it. Well it's it's interesting too for a player of her caliber, Jean, that the not only is it, you know, she's not getting enough attention from the England squad, but Emma Hayes chose to bring in another prolific goal score, score to give her a little bit of competition. So how do you feel like she's reacted since uh, Sam Kerr signed for the club? I mean, she's probably just proving everyone that she she deserves to be in the um, in the starting eleven every weekend. Um, she with Sam Kerr, they're, they're getting on well on the pitch. Um, so it's all good. I think she's going to she's going to. Stay the top um, forward for for the the Chelsea women's team. All right, a crowd favorite, Ji Soyun has been doing her thing still. Five goals, two assists, right? But she's a creative engine for this team. How has her role been so far this season? Um, I mean, G every season she's like, there's no surprise. She's very consistent. Um, I've always. I don't like to compare the women's players to the men's players, but I've always I've kind of always compared it to Eden Hazard because you know when she she's got the ball at her feet, it like she keeps it. You can't take it away from her. It's crazy. She can, you know, she can go through two players, um, uh, move very fast with the ball and and pass the ball. Um, but like she's just a um, key to Chelsea's success, you know. And when she scores, she scores. Just absolute worldies. Um, <laughs> she, she puts them in from deep. I mean, I know that she might not have her best statistical season here, uh, uh, Jean, um, probably because Girl Wrighton has taken some of the uh, playmaking ability on herself. But 
how important is G for the run-in uh, to potentially help Chelsea over the line? Well, I mean, I think on the, um, you, you know when on the pitch you've got someone, like you know she's on the pitch, so you feel more like safe and you've got that person to look at, you know? She's she's like a security blanket almost, right? I just Yeah. Yeah, it makes you more comfortable, that's for sure. You just are more calm when she's mm-hmm. out up there. Yeah, because she's, she's very good um, on offensive faces, but also defensively she can she can run back and, and take the ball back, you know. So, yeah, she's fantastic. Well, Dan, as we are all excited for Aaron Cuthbert, <laughs> having get, gotten to sit down and chat with her uh, this last fall as a part of our Chelsea DNA series, um, she's definitely one that I think we probably pay a little attention to than most because of that yeah four goals four assists all competitions uh, i think that you know she's continued to be uh, a firecracker on on the pitch when she's had the opportunity to this season uh gene how do you think she's progressed i know you know earlier in the season when we started you thought she might be one of our players of the season how has she performed in your mind well um as i thought um even though I haven't been able to watch all the game, all the matches this season because of my job, um, the ones I've watched where she was playing, um, she was the player she was last season. Very good technique, um, good runs. I mean, the way she sees for, like her vision on the pitch is just incredible, I think. Do you think that her position has been impacted by any of the other additions to the squad? Or do you think that... In in uh, Emma Hayes strongest squad that she is still a, a starting contributor. I, I definitely think she's still part of the of Chelsea's strongest eleven. Um, but obviously, having two two forwards up front might not help her. Um, but I think she'll earn a position on in the squad because whenever she plays, she just do the job so transitioning to one of the players that you wanted to make a special call out for uh in the script uh is is a player that probably doesn't get talked about uh as much as some of the others that we've mentioned here but sophie ingle has done a really really good job this year and and has helped uh kind of boss uh from from midfield or from defense just depending on on where she's being asked to play but uh, could you talk a little bit about Sophie Ingle and her contribution? Well, I think I think she's one of the best in the league first um, uh, at her position. Like that goal she scored against Arsenal, I think it went <laughs> everywhere on social media. Um, and I was so happy for her because she's so underrated. Um, I think it's just like her rate and she's very underrated. And even though she's not, you know, the most offensive player on the pitch, um, she she's... Um, a key, um, a key player to Chelsea's success every game because she's the one who will just take the ball and 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 um, and uh, she's very clean as well, you know, like tackling. And- yeah, she's so reliable for the team, and in that position in the midfield, she just keeps everyone organized in front of her, which I think is important for them. It just makes their lives so much easier. Um, but I, I, you know, I have noticed we pretty much are only talking about attacking players Jean is how's yeah. the defense doing as a whole are there any standout players that we should be aware of or keeping an eye on that we haven't discussed well Chelsea's been they've used the the kind of same four at the back you know it was uh with Anderson who's, who's done a very good job this season so far um Anderson and uh, it's Bright Erickson and Mielder 
Milde, yeah. Even though recently Blando um, went back and in the starting eleven, so Milde had to move up um, in the in the lineup. But yeah, four of them are are very um, organized, and you know, is Berger in goal as well, who I thought wouldn't wouldn't be as um, as good as this, to be honest. Uh, you know, replacing Linda is never easy. Um, but yeah, Ericsson Bright, obviously Ericsson is the captain. She's doing the job. Um, Bright, I don't know if you remember, but I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. She's one of my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so solid. Like it's, her tackles are just fantastic. It's impressive. Um, yeah, I think the, the the back line is is doing very well as well. I love it. I'm a goalkeeper. I love the defense. I love that this team is just clicking on all cylinders. But Dan, unfortunately, there's one name that we have omitted, probably in all the biggest name on this team. And sadly, it's Super Fran. Yeah, due due to injury. So not long after the World Cup, suffering an ankle injury that disrupted the season's start. Uh, she's only made four appearances, last of which was against Manchester United. It was the 1-0 win in November uh, she also has been kind of struck with maybe a strange virus that's kept her, her bedridden. The, the direct quote from her um, was that I'll be taking a step back from social media as I try to allow myself the best possible chance to recover properly from this illness. I get back on the pitch ASAP. This virus has really hit me hard. You haven't heard much from me on social as I haven't felt like I've wanted to post things about myself in a positive light apart from the dogs, exclamation point, exclamation point. I, I guess... The two questions, maybe, Gene, would be uh, one, you know, were you know, were you expecting that this Chelsea women's team would have performed as well without uh, Fran Kirby in the lineup, and and two, how much better will we be when she gets back? <laughs> well, honestly, I, I don't really know. Like, um, when 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 I heard that she she was going to be out for. For this long, I was obviously upset because she's, if not the most, I mean, some care right, but if not the most famous player of, of Chelsea, you know, and mm-hmm. um, she's been the star player as well for for the years she's been at the club. So um, the question, my question now is, how, what's going to happen when she's going to come back? And you have Sam Care, Bethany England, Ramona Backman, Gurrayton. <laughs> I just wonder what's going on in in M Hayes head. But I don't know how she's gonna do. Probably, she's she's probably gonna play, play six, six attackers. Yeah, I was about three mids, <laughs> and then one deep yeah. sweeper. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's crazy to see that. Even without her, um, Chelsea performing so well. Um, obviously, I knew the Chelsea team wasn't all about Frank Kirby, but she, she was um, a very important player of the squad. But it's good to see that Chelsea are still doing well, if not better. You know. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Um, I, I know we, we all wish her well. Obviously, I, I hope she's back sooner rather than later. Um, an, another one who who just came back though is uh, Maria Thoris' daughter. Uh, I know that she's played a little bit of midfield this year, a little bit of defense. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about her and, and what she might bring to the squad now that she's back from from injury? Uh, honestly, Thursday. Um it's, it's good that she's back, but I don't think she'll, with all the players who Chelsea already have, um, I don't think she'll be a, a first first choice for Emma Hayes. But okay. she's good. It's a good, um, how do you say, is it depth? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a super sub. 
um, she's very solid. She reminds me of Mini Bride, kind of, you know, with the the height, you know, the the strength and everything. So she'll definitely be a good asset um, coming on in in games. I love it, and we're gonna get into all the competitions and the trophies that the the Chelsea women are hunting very soon. Um, and to your point, like Thoris here will be a huge part of that, which is important because uh, I'm pretty sure Emma wants to win everything under the sun, which is a clear <laughs> sign uh, by her signings. Uh, but before we get into those competitions, there's a recent news article that came out about Emma Hayes revolutionizing performance. And it's just talking about how Chelsea, I think this is really, really cool to see. We just talked about how Manchester United just got their women's team very recently. Some big teams still don't have one. And here at Chelsea, not only having one, investing in one, Sam Kerr is a huge intent from this this club. That's on the pitch. Chelsea are investing off the pitch in researching performance science for their squad. So an exclusive report by the Telegraph revealed that factoring in the menstrual cycle to training and nutrition patterns of each player has helped control the weight fluctuations of players during the cycle, and it has helped reduce susceptibility to soft tissue injuries linked to menstruation such as ACL damage, which is huge. The ability to stay healthy, and not only stay healthy, but at you know at 80% and above and your kind of physical peak performance is massive. And I just, Nick, I'm so thrilled to just see articles like this coming out about the club, pushing the boundaries on and off the pitch, uh, especially in the women's game, which is widely considered, you know, underdeveloped. Yeah, my, my favorite quote here, Gene, is, it's fair to say I'm a female coach in an industry where women have always been treated like small men, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, if you've ever listened to one of her interviews is is kind of classic uh, Emma Hayes in terms of her uh, in sense of humor, but maybe could you talk a little bit about this and, and what this might mean for, for women's football and training methods moving forward? Yeah, well, I've also um, seen this article online and and it's a good surprise. Uh, I think it's the US national, women's national team that did something similar during the World Cup in France. And uh, that's good to see that Chelsea are the first, Is it, are they the first one in the like domestic clubs? Yes. It, it appears so, yeah. 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 It appears so. So it's good to be the the leading club kind of doing this. And and it's good to to, to know that obviously women are made different uh, compared to men. And um, a lot of things can impact their performance of the pitch. So it's good that they're actually investing in something to help them um, be at the best, you know give them consideration and, and it shouldn't be like a taboo kind of topic. You know, I feel like people don't want to talk about it, but it's actually reality and everyone know about it. So. Well, and that, and that was kind of her closing quote here. Um, she said the application of anything from rehab to strength and conditioning to tactical all come from the basis of what the men do. The starting point is that we are women and ultimately we go through something very different to men on a monthly basis. So it's just incredibly, uh, I think thought provoking and something that we should watch moving forward. But um, I think the, the the coolest part of this is that she recognized this three years ago in the FA cup final 
and they have been pushing for this ever since. Um, so this has been kind of a longer term project and it's really, really cool from a research and development perspective. Oh, that's so exciting. Again, it's one of those things where like we can look at Chelsea in the big picture of the landscape, obviously with the anti-Semitism campaigns pushing women's football, it gives a sense of pride in the club. I think that we can all share in wherever we're at and whatever teams you support. So uh, kudos to you, Chelsea. I'm loving that they're getting a ton of recognition in the media for it because it's well-deserved. But we are going to take a quick break. When we're back, we're going to cover all the competitions, the performance to date this season. We're going to talk about all the trophies that Chelsea could win and where we're at in the race and the hunt for those. Uh, so thank you to the sponsor for supporting the podcast financially. We will be right back. 2019-2020 season performance to date. Let's, Dan, take a look at how this season is going, kicking it off with the gaffer herself. Yeah, she's got a great quote here in that we can win different ways. It's definitely a sign of great team, but time will tell. So Emma Hayes hedging her bets just a bit. I heard trouble. As we- Did anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Well, not not. It's still on the table. It, it is not out of the realm of possibility. But as it looks right now, we'll kind of go right into the WSL. And Chelsea currently undefeated in the league. Uh, the comment was uh, from the club website. Emma Hayes believes Chelsea FC women are showing signs of being a great team, having now stretched our unbeaten run to an impressive 22 games this season with the latest victory coming against Birmingham City on Wednesday night. Uh, just a fun little Top line, they have recorded massive results, including beating Arsenal twice, including a 4-1 away win, beating City at home, beating Reading at home. With all of that said, and with where Chelsea are at today, with a game in hand, 38 points behind, one point behind Man City, who've played 15 to our 14 at 39 points. How do you feel about that, Gene, thinking about this season so far? I think it's, it's so positive, even though... They did um, drop four points against Liverpool and Brighton because um, they drew one all against the two, th- these two teams. Um, other than that, what, what else can you ask? They've they've won all the other games, so they've actually scored twenty three goals in the last five games. Winning eight nil against West Ham is just unbelievable. Um, sadly, it can also show the differences with the teams in the in this league. Um, so yeah but I think winning um, for me the, the biggest game was winning against Arsenal 4-1 away because it automatically reminded me of, of that match um, I, I actually went to uh, when Chelsea lost 5-0 at home last season and um, that's actually the game when you knew Arsenal were going to win um, the WSL so this time Chelsea went to Arsenal and uh, scored four goals so I think it's a massive confidence boost as well for the team. And um, yeah, I think they're doing well. They're scoring a lot of goals, uh, clean sheets as well. So it's all good for now. 44 goals scored, which is the most. Eight goals against, which is the second fewest City has six against. Plus 36 goal difference is the best in, in the league. So as you said, Gene... They're doing as much as they humanly possibly can. (laughs) And the fact that they're one point behind obviously stings a bit, but they have to be riding such a high level of confidence. But Nick, it's it's not done. We we've got a big one. Like probably the 
potentially title deciding match coming up this month yet february 23rd yeah the, this this league kind of now feels a little bit like the the premier league last year where you had city and liverpool just swapping spots every week um but chelsea are obviously away to man city um next week gene you know obviously i think if, if chelsea were to uh to beat city you know that that could be a real statement of intent from the club that they're that they're going to win the title but how big is this match? Is is this the biggest one of the season, or or was that four one against Arsenal still number one in your mind? I think I think all the, the all the next matches are going to be very important because obviously City is probably the toughest opponent you have um, until the end of the season, and it's away as well. So I think if Chelsea win that match, I think they have ninety percent of chance to actually win the the league this season. That's my own opinion. Um, but then yeah, obviously Chelsea. I think they have um, a game to play still. Like they have one game less than City. Yeah, they have a, a game in hand that has to be made up um, from the yeah, from the winter storm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it's a huge one, Dan, because um, you know again we we beat City in the uh, in the return fixture. So um, for us, you know, I think we're we're looking at this and saying. Chelsea win their game in hand. They're two points uh, clear of City. If they beat City at home, that would extend it to five. That seems like a tough gap to overcome if you're if you're City or Arsenal. Well, it's the it's the six pointer, right? Yep. You know, you end up getting three points that they three points that they you know are not able to claim. And when you think about the remaining competition, we've got Everton, we've got Tottenham, Brighton, Reading. Everton again, and then Liverpool as kind of our remaining matches for the league calendar. So, I, I mean, it's again, there's some tough teams in there. I, I think if we're looking at it, Gene is is Reading probably the other tough team on that list, considering that they're also in the top four right now. Yeah, I was actually going to say when when I said that the all the matches coming up are going to be very important is because. For example, Chelsea drew against Liverpool um, in 2019, you know. They drew against Brighton as well. So everything's possible. And obviously Reading is probably the with City, the, the toughest opponent they're going to face. But let's not forget that even if the teams like Brighton or um, Everton, for example, are not as good in the in the league table, they're still tough opponents to play. And, and it'd be good not to fall for this kind of... Um, how do you say smaller teams? If you get mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, but yeah, Reading. They, it was actually Sam Kerr's first game with Chelsea because they won three one, if I remember well. But Reading took the league, uh, to the league, took the lead. Sorry, early in the match. So you know, Chelsea scored. Um, I think at the fortieth minutes after that. So Reading are a very good side, and they drew against. Chelsea in the Conti Cup, I think, in December, one one all. So you know that, that was the only match that Chelsea's women's lo- or women's team lost this year, and that was on penalties, I think, in the in the group stages. So yeah, but they'll definitely give a good battle. You know, they they're not a team to underestimate. And even Everton, you know, playing Everton twice, um, they have a very good very good squad as well, and uh, it's going to be tough. But obviously, City is going to be the main game. And if you look, Reading also. Yeah. So, 
Will Liverpool have to provide Chelsea women with a guard of honor? Huh? What do you think, Jean? I hope so. Ah. <laughs> now, honestly, I, I think if they keep playing the way that they've been doing in the last matches, you know, I think they can definitely um, take the trophy back home. Oh, well, I love that. And obviously, um, that would be one trophy. Uh, the other one, Dan is uh, a well-known FA Cup trophy that Chelsea are dead in the middle of hunting this one down. I am excited about this one. Well, again, we, we talked about it earlier. The the trouble is on. So it's just uh, about making Here comes sure we trouble. try together. Any office fans? Anyone? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're just going to we're gonna pause Brandon. We're hey. going to cancel him for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, uh, so... Yeah, I, I think the question would be, especially after beating uh, Charlton Athletics women's team uh, for nothing in the fourth round of the Women's FA Cup, uh, how important or how likely do you think Chelsea will kind of continue to advance in, in that competition considering that the next team up, Gene, is Liverpool? Um, well, Liverpool is obviously going to be a, a tough match, like I said, uh, in the league. But I think... Um, Emma Hayes will go for every trophy possible this season. You know, Chelsea are not in the Champions League this season. They kind of have that revenge to take on. Um, so they they can beat Liverpool. I don't know if they're going, they're going to use the the young players like they did against Charlton. Obviously, it's not the same um, same level. Um, but hopefully, they they'll win it as well and um, and do a treble. <laughs> right, and I think that was the the question I wanted to ask is especially in these early rounds of the FA Cup, you know, does Emma Hayes have the ability to rotate her squad a little bit, Jean, knowing that there are, there are a lot of matches coming up? Well, I guess Charlton, I didn't watch the, the match because he wasn't online or I couldn't find it, but I know that she used um, uh, Murphy, for example. Murphy, I don't know if you've heard about her. She scored the first league goal against West Ham. She's only 16. Um, she, she's playing a lot. I mean, she's played two games now and, and she started that uh, match against Charlton, for example. Uh, you've got Napier. I don't know if you say it that way. Um, yep. You've got Wardlow and Fleming. But I think she was a substitute, something. But yeah, she, she Telford was playing, obviously, in goal, uh, like usual. But yeah, she was able to rotate the squad. Against Liverpool, I don't know how, how what she's going to decide to do but hopefully she'll give the chance to to a young player like Murphy who's been performing very well uh, recently and Napier as well. We talked about squad depth a little bit ago so this is where I think Emma has really looked to improve the squad obviously with a couple top end players but also fill it out for these in-between matches and look obviously having to play Liverpool uh, in in the next round um, is probably not the easiest. You know, they are struggling in the the league. So these are those opportunities for clubs to find a bright spot. And anytime you get clubs as big as Chelsea and Liverpool playing each other, they're going to take it seriously. And it's not going to be as easy as just roll through. So I think that, you know, this will be a, a good kind of litmus test for Emma Hayes, the team of the season, and, and kind of see where it goes. Um, but Nick, the third potential trophy to round out the treble hunt would be the Conti Cup or the Continental Tires Cup. Um, not Antonio. This is, no, not not Antonio Conti. No, um, 
This is another one, Gene, that it, obviously Chelsea are in the final after they beat Manchester United in the semifinal. Uh, they're playing, uh, you know, everyone's favorite team to hate, Arsenal, um, which is, uh, you know, I think will be a, a tough match. Um, but how are you feeling about Chelsea's uh, chances in the final? I know that you, in, in our season preview, you kind of mentioned that this was the competition that uh, had kind of evaded Chelsea in terms of being able to win it. Um, are you feeling more confident now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> still Arsenal you're playing. So playing a London derby in a final of a cup is, is amazing, I think. Uh, obviously, it's, the two teams know each other quite well now. So I think it's 50-50. Like, I obviously want Chelsea to, to leave the trophy, but I think it's, it's going to be a tough one. And, and that one's coming up at the end of February. Uh, Aaron Cuthbert and Beth England have been kind of the top performers in, in this competition uh, it's a final. You would anticipate, right, Gene, that, that Emma Hayes would go all out and play her strongest side, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's also because they never, Chelsea never won that cup, you know? So it's always been Arsenal and, and Manchester City. So it's time to to put the, the blue badge on it. A big two weeks. You've got Man City on the 23rd, the Conti Cup final on the 29th against Arsenal. That definitely doesn't make it easy, especially when we said that City match is obviously so important in the league race. I mean, this is what it is all about, again, Gene, and, and seeing. I love that Aaron Cuthbert and Bethany England are both tied uh, for top performers and goal scorers in this one. Uh, the match will be at Nottingham Forest Stadium, so it is a neutral ground. Um, but holy smokes, what a huge two weeks for this, this women's team. How do you think they're going to do? with City and Arsenal and a cup final back-to-back? Do you think they'll be able to to have two full-strength squads in both matches? I think they, they're going to do everything to have the, the, the best players, obviously, on the pitch. It's very complicated, to be honest, when you, when you think about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she's, if she's going to prioritize. Yeah. Well, getting yeah. getting back into the Champions League, at least when we talked in, at the beginning of the season, was was the priority, right? So, it, it, you would have to imagine that that is still the priority, correct? Yeah, obviously, because because when you look at their their run in the Champions League uh, last season, losing against Lyon in the semi final, being so close to reach for the first time the final of the of that cup, you just they're made for that competition, you know. So. Obviously, Emma Hayes has been at the club for a long time now, and I think the the next step is just to win that Champions League. Man, that's the one. That's the one that they are definitely building for. Um, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, hey Dan, remember when you made us make predictions? You you <laughs> mean mean person. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Gene. I don't know if you are aware of this, but at the beginning of the season when we did our women's team predictions. We also did predictions about the men's team. And Brandon, <laughs> the day before David Luiz signed for Arsenal, this is unrelated. said that David Luiz would have the most minutes for the <laughs> Chelsea men's team this season. Uh, well done. This well is done completely indeed. unrelated and just an opportunity for you to take a pot shot. <laughs> yes, 100%. But we also made some predictions with you on the podcast about how Chelsea's women's team would do this season. And we wanted to see if you wanted to revise or update your predictions based upon how the team is doing currently. So Chelsea finishing the season in the women's uh, 
Women's League, you had said that they would finish second place, I think, believe to Arsenal. Are you willing to, or do you want to update your your choice there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think Chelsea are going <laughs> to finish top. Ah, uh, yeah. Finish top. Love yeah. it. All right, that's <laughs> one trophy. The next one uh, we asked you was, how many trophies domestically would we win this season? And you'd said the FA Cup is the one we'd win. Do you still think that's the one we'll win, or do you want to revise? Um, well, now that Chelsea are in the final of the Conti Cup, I think <laughs> I'll say that they're going to win the Conti Cup first. I love and, it. Yeah, fake up, I don't know. They probably was the final or semi-final. Okay, so then we'll go Conti Cup and FAWSL league title. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's a, that's a quality double. You can do that. That's good. Well, I'm sure they can do the, the FA Cup as well. Let's just see how it goes. <laughs> are you are you predicting treble on the hey. on the podcast? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Maybe. That's a new song. We'll need a new treble song. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you you also and I think are extraordinarily correct in this prediction that Beth England would be our our uh, our top scorer for the season. So well done. Um, it's. <laughs> It's yeah. not remotely close. So you're, <laughs> I think you're locked in on that one. Yeah. And then, and then, lastly, you said we we asked who do you think will be our best player, and thankfully, um, you said G England or Cuthbert, and you went Cuthbert. So, how are you feeling about that right now? Um, I think she's still good, but she. I mean, I'd probably put Rayton in that. You know. Uh huh. Mm. Um, because as I said, I, I didn't know really what she was capable of before, and now seeing her play, you know, she's one of the top players of the team. Oh, that is such that's great. Sam Kerr probably will finish in this, but we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give her the rest of the season, right? Let her adapt and adjust, yeah. yeah. But next season, Sam, we're counting on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, great, Dan. That's that's kind of where we're at. Uh, it is super exciting to talk about a team that is absolutely 100% dominant in everything they're doing, and there has been little or no surprise or roller coaster of emotions like the men's team has been this season. The women's team is just refreshing. It's dominant. <laughs> it's it's a joy to behold, Nick. It is, and uh, and Gene, obviously, thank you for for joining us again on on the podcast. We're super excited to talk to you. Uh, where can our listeners uh, find you and your women's team insights moving forward? Well, thank you for having me first. And um, okay, well, on my Twitter. So it's at Jeanne.Lolichon. <laughs> Perfect. We'll post it. All right. Well, again, Chelsea fans, go to Twitter. Thank Jean for jumping on and helping us walk through the women's team. And if you have been living under a rock this season, go watch them. Check them out. You can do it on the FAWSL website for free. Watch all the matches. Uh, the women's team are way more accessible and uh, able to get a hold of than a lot of the men's content and the youth content. So treat yourself to a team in the hunt for the treble Second place in the league, Conti Cup final, FA Cup. They are in the mix. It is great. If you enjoyed this, let us know. We really want to hear about how you connect with the women's team. But until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.